Hello everyone, uh, my name is Vince Yunt, I'm from Vertex Mechanical and I have uh, my trusty sidekick Nate here. Um, and uh, we thought, you know, we're going to try something a little bit different. Um, you, you, we hear all these podcasts and uh, and they're kind of cool. Um, and the one thing that we felt was missing is any kind of podcast related to what we do, uh, which is heating and air conditioning uh, or even plumbing, electrical, those kinds of things inside of the home. Um, there seems to be a lot of excitement, a lot of interest in that kind of thing, yet there's no place to find anything that's really good information. So we thought we would give this a shot, um, and we're going to try to do this on a pretty regular basis. Um, we're going to be looking for engagement from, from uh, you guys. Uh, feel free to ask any questions, anything like that as we go along. But um, really, we wanted to, you know, trying to figure out how we're going to make this interesting Yeah. Um, through the course of uh, several weeks here and uh, maybe longer if that's what ends up happening. So first, I think what we're going to do is just introduce yourselves. Uh, like I said, I'm Vince. Um, I, I've been in the industry since I was 11 years old, worked with my dad. Um, so I'm, I'm, oh my goodness, I'm approaching like 30 some years in the industry. That's <laughs> terrible. That, wow. Okay. So anyway, um, but uh, the thing is, is that uh, we, we built the company around the whole idea of uh, trying to provide services for people that, um, and, and uh, for people and homes that are difficult. Um, I never was too much of the guy that enjoyed the, um, uh, how should we say, the track homes or the uh, the standard just go in and, and do things. I, I preferred the challenge, and so over the years, this is what we've been doing. So we've seen just about everything that there is to see. Um, we've been in about every kind of situation that's out there. Uh, so, hey, we're looking for you to give us a challenge. Throw us something that maybe we didn't see or hear yeah. before, Absolutely. and uh, we'll see what we can do to, uh, to figure it out. So, Nate. Yeah. Um, so I'm Nate, um, uh, the service manager here at Vertex. Uh, handle all your questions that you might have about service maintenance and maybe other things along the way. Um, so, yeah, I think our real goal here is to, to make that thing in your basement that makes your house hot or makes your house cold maybe a little less intimidating um, and some things that, that you can help learn along the way. So, um, yeah, that's what we're here for and, and here to possibly give you a little bit behind the scenes information on what makes a heating and air conditioning company tick, so to speak. So, so one of the things yeah. that I found, I think it's gonna, it's gonna be very interesting for us is how do we take what we do and make it interesting that people actually keep on watching. Yeah. So we're gonna try to break it up a little bit every week. Uh, we'll give you some insights um, of things that we're seeing in our industry, outside yep. of our industry. Uh, and, and anything but one of the things that I happen to notice here that I think everybody's going to find interesting is that so I have an F-150 you know it has a 33 gallon tank in it and I'm already sick and tired of filling the thing up with yeah, gas so yeah, um, yeah. I you mean, know what's even worse than that diesel oh. that is even worse than that wouldn't know I would <laughs> yeah. I gotta say I, I I just can't, I remember back, I think it was around 2008, I would take my truck up and I could hardly ever fill it up all the way without it clicking off at that $100 <laughs> mark. And uh, I'm afraid I'm starting to see it again. I think yeah. it was at 86 bucks the other day to fill my tank. Yeah. I hate it. You know what I was driving in 2008, Vince? Oh, geez. Power wheels. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's yeah. something. Just to make you feel like... How much did it cost to fill up the power wheels? It was cheap. It was free. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was. I didn't even pay for the electric, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so, uh, one of the things that I have noticed, though, that, uh, yeah, we are creeping up here on fuel. And I know that back in 2008, one of our big things was... Uh, 
energy efficiency inside of the home became became a real topic. I think at the same time we were seeing um, we were seeing up to four dollars a gallon on fuel in certain places or gasoline. Fuel oil was right behind it, yep. um, and at those numbers, you know, people just couldn't simply afford. I mean, to fill up their two hundred fifty gallon tank in the basement yep. just cost a small fortune. Yep. So, um, so I think geothermal. It's going to be interesting to see if that comes back. But I know that in 2000 and, uh, 2008, 2009, those were our biggest geothermal years ever. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, I just, I just, I still have oil. Um, just filled up my oil tank in November, um, and the pricing is between November and uh, the beginning of February. It was almost astonishing. I mean, it was just between those two months um, was about three hundred dollars difference. Wow. Um, for a two hundred fifty gallon oil tank, yeah. So, um, just just that amount of time already that we're seeing it, and it's yeah, it's, it's getting expensive. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's going to be coming down anytime soon. I don't think so. No, I mean it's it's pretty. Uh, uh, obvious, there's, there's definitely, uh, you know, we don't want to, we don't really want to get into any political or anything, but there's definitely, yeah. um, with one party versus another, you'll definitely see fuel prices change. And I think with the changing of the guard in Washington, we're going to be seeing those those fuel prices go back up. Uh, we're going to see green energy become a, uh, another factor, and yep. uh, and we'll just see what happens. One so. thing that I think we are going to see go up, and um, I'm excited about it, as I'm sure you are, um, I think we're going to see the tax credits on geothermal and, and more efficient heating and air conditioning go up, and uh, that I am excited about, excited about seeing. So. Yeah, and I agree. I, I think energy efficiency in general, uh, when it comes to uh, homes, it's really hard. Sometimes we get a little lackadaisical when it comes to you know your your you have a fifty dollar electric bill over the months because everything's cheap. Yeah. Uh, but then let's just face it though, we still tend to maybe let the lights on a little longer. We don't think about LED lighting or or whatever. We we do spend the energy because it's so inexpensive. Um, one thing that higher energy bills do do is it does make us a little bit more. Um, uh, at least alert to to what yeah, what's sure. happening around us, yep. and maybe be a little bit smarter in some things that we do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it'll be interesting. One of the things that I, I know that I'll be watching in the market is going to be the geothermal side of it. If if uh, if uh, energy costs still continue to go up, uh, I know that in two thousand eight two thousand nine we uh, we went after that market really really hard. We were actually one of I think the, one of the largest geo uh, installers on the East Coast at one point, um, which you know that's a that's a pretty big deal. And uh, but I, I kind of would be I was surprised to ever think that we'd ever consider getting there again but yeah who knows might actually do that um so one of the other things that i think that uh that we can do uh now uh is um to, to help with energy in any and just make our systems run better uh and, and have cleaner air better air inside our yep. homes is maintenance contracts yep. so you know that's something we offer i know that that's a pretty big deal in Absolutely. your in your yep. department um Tell us a little bit about you know what why why do people want to do a maintenance contract? I mean, what's what's the best or the, the reason for spending that money every year? Yeah, so it, and it does it really comes down to um, a lot of it comes down to, to energy cost. Um, so there's, there's really a couple of reasons why we continually um, tell our customers about maintenance, um, reason to have maintenance done, uh, and why it's so important to us to have a really good maintenance program for all of our customers that come and, and use us here at, at Vertex. So um, one of those reasons, again, being that it is better for um, the system because it is uh, more energy efficient when we do do ma- regular maintenance on it. Um, when we're checking you know, refrigerant charges in an air conditioner or heat pump, um, that's making sure that it's at optimum levels uh, so that it does operate at the um, listed rating that it has on the, the air conditioner or the heat pump. 
Um, so it goes all the way from that to the, basically the dirtiest, uh, which is oil, uh, and making sure that we're keeping your oil bur burner um, clean and running efficient so that it is using the uh, least amount of fuel consumption um, to keep the oil in your tank versus being burned in, in your burner. So um, that's one of the reasons. The other two is longevity. Um, we can get a lot more life out of a piece of equipment with regular maintenance on a regular basis um, than we can if, if we just let it go and, and don't do anything at all. Um, so that's number two, or and then number three, I would say, is uh, really to you know give you guys an upfront look of what's coming down the line, um, what we're seeing as signs of wear, um, how we can prevent uh, early signs of failure uh, to keep you using your piece of equipment longer um, and more efficient uh, versus having to call us on, on a weekend or maybe late at night to say, um, hey, you know, my system's broken down, what do we have to do from here and leaving you in a, a no, no heat situation or no air conditioning situation. So um, we will gladly come out at any hour of the day, um, but we'd rather have you in heat and air conditioning um, at all times possible uh, versus in one of those situations because that's never fun. So, and, and I'm pretty sure, by the way, that every unit is is programmed yep. to fail either after hours or on holiday. Usually, yeah, that's usually how it. I kind of thought that's how way it, it works. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. Coming from a, a service technician standpoint, yeah, they always seem to to fail at the the worst possible time. So, yeah, either at, at night um, or you know when you have maybe 50 people in your house when that was a when that was a, a thing that we could do. Um, <laughs> when you have 50 people in your house and you have all of a sudden have no air conditioning and it's 100. And, yeah. So, or a good snowstorm <laughs> seems to also trigger yeah, that. I mean, yeah, a good absolutely. snowstorm yeah. seems to make them fail. <laughs> so it just, yeah, I think it's a, the maintenance is, uh, seem to at least help uh, soften that <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so speaking of, of maintenance agreements, I mean, just a little bit of, uh, you know, there was a little bit of reasoning why it's important to have maintenance on it. Um, we, when we come out, when the technician comes out, he'll do a full uh, inspection list and everything going on with your air conditioning or your heating system. Um, go over it. Uh, we do, it's roughly about 35, 40 points that we actually check on it. Um, then we come through, we give you a, it's a pretty simple list uh, that we go over with, with you guys um, and say, hey, these are the things that we need to address now. Uh, these are the things that we maybe can wait on. Um, and then also, uh, hey, these are the same things that we can add on to your system to make it um, better for you guys inside your home. Um, so that's anything from uh, you know some air purification to help on that end of things uh, or some things to to help on the efficiency side as well so um, so I'm gonna push back just a little bit here sure. on you because this I think you probably heard this a few yeah, times but probably. let's just face it my, my last unit yep. was 25 years old nobody's ever stopped to look at it and it's ran just fine <laughs> why do I want to do this now with my brand new system yeah. every single year yeah so a couple of reasons <laughs> Um, outside of being able to see our, our great technicians once, twice a year maybe, um, outside of that, um, it is really important. Things are just not made the way they used to be. Um, and, and it's ever so important that we do maintenance now than it was back you know, 25 years ago, like you said. Um, things just aren't made like they were used to. Um, so we, we really, it's the people that you have working on your system um, and doing the maintenance on your system versus the system that you're buying. So, um, you know, things, they just tend to, to have issues today and that's why we do maintenance on them to prevent those things. And again, yeah, the, the number one reasons that I always tell customers is just that, just unfortunately things just aren't made the way they used to be and that's why maintenance is so important today. Very good. The other thing is too, and I think you would agree, is that, uh, 
even for us in the industry, things yeah. are changing on a constant mm-hmm. basis. I mean, there's uh, there was a few years ago when I remember AC Renew came out, which was an additive that we could yep. put in the refrigerant that just made the system run so much more efficient. Yeah. And the thing is, our you know all of our customers got to learn about that product through the course of the year. That hey, this is a you know this is a product we can add. It's going to make your system run quieter, you know, longer, more efficient. And uh, for those that that don't see us on an annual basis, they were not even privy to that information. Right. So right. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think too the other thing that, that uh, you know just the simple walking inside of a house, uh, there are things that, that we can see that you don't even realize. Yeah. You don't even know there's a solution for as a consumer. And uh, the thing is, we, we're constantly on the front end of that, kind of at least knowing what's going on and understanding how that can help you. I mean, something I know that one of the things that we teach a lot is, you know, telling the techs, hey, keep your eyes open for things yeah. like, you know, nebulizers and things like that that have something to do with people's breathing and that, that kind of thing. So, um, because they might not be aware that through better filtration and through better yep. quality controls uh, that we can actually make the air inside of the home, you know, dust-free, yeah. clean, and, and you know, without all those issues yeah. that, uh, that can Absolutely. come up. So. Yeah, we're, we're not doctors by any means. Uh, we'll never claim to be. Um, <laughs> but, hey, if we can at least make the, the air better and, and cleaner for you inside your home um, and give you some relief when you are inside your home versus outside and, you know, in the in the pollen and dirt and dust and that kind of thing, I mean, that's, hey, anything that we can do to help, that's, that's what our main goal is. So, obviously, uh, you know, for those of you out there that are our customers, you kind of get to see and understand what we do. But I know there's people that are probably watching this that uh, that don't necessarily are, aren't in our area or can't even use us. So right. what would you say, I mean, they should expect? So if they call their local contractor and they come out, what should they expect to see? How much should they, how much should they expect to pay? Um, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so as far as like a, a price range goes, I mean, it really depends. Um, any Buddy that's going to come out and do like a full maintenance on either a your heating system or a your air conditioning system, you you definitely should be paying you know probably north of a hundred dollars. Uh, the reason why I say that is just because any of these you see a lot of ads that are mostly like hey we'll do your service for like thirty five dollars or something like that. They're really probably not doing like a full service, and I'm, I'm sure you would agree too. Um, to really do a full service, especially on like an air conditioning system or something similar to that, we want to make sure that we are checking refrigerant charge, um, we're checking coil temperatures, um, checking capacitors, contactors, motors, things like that. Um, and that to really make sure you're getting a full service, um, that's really what you want to make sure that you're you're getting uh, in the whole thing too. So, I'm sure you would agree on that end of things. Um, as far as like what they're going to check on, you know, either a a heating system or b a cooling system. Um, it's a wide variety of things. I mean, we want to make sure that we're checking all of the, the electronics, um, like I said, the refrigerant charge, anything like that. And when we get down to an, to an oil cleaning, um, that's where you know we're really making sure that we're keeping all the burner passages clean. Um, we're replacing oil filters, oil nozzles. Um, and you know anybody that comes out, uh, a contractor that comes out to you, should provide you with a full checklist of everything that they went went over, um, and that should be provided to you at the end of the service. Um, and even ask them, you know, before they start the service, hey, what are you going to check today? What are you going to go over? Um, and, and that kind of thing. I mean, it's it's important for you to know. Yeah, and I would say you know aside from from even that, uh, the, the the one thing that I felt when I was a tech yeah. that I, I 
just that, that constant visit was an opportunity to engage people on their filters and just yep. to make sure that they're Absolutely. doing that between the visits, not waiting for me to show up. Yep. Because the filter is like the heart and soul of, of the of the unit yep. uh, for a lot of reasons. It, it's the cheapest part of the unit, <laughs> no question, or the system, yet is, it has potential to be the most expensive yeah. piece of equipment too because right. yeah. if you, you drop the airflow, if you let that thing get a little too full and it just drops the airflow by 10%, yeah. I mean, your efficiency drops with it and uh, people just don't realize that. I mean, yeah. how many times do we get out and there's like, it's packed full. I mean, it's just so dirty. You yeah, absolutely. Through it. Yeah. And, uh, more than more than you would believe. <laughs> yeah. No question. No question. And there's no, you know, and the other thing is too, I think this year, uh, I, uh, one of the things that I would say was kind of a common theme mm-hmm. Um, of the whole COVID thing was kind right. of making everybody a little antsy and making sure that things were running properly and that we were doing things. I know from a tech standpoint, we had to also be somewhat careful too, is, you know, our approach, uh, how we even got into the homes, did our thing, yeah. you know, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I don't know, I was trying to think the other day, you know, what is, uh, you know, I wonder what, you know, looking at the past six to eight months, uh, inside of our maintenance programs, if there was any one particular thing, and, and I think air quality was definitely probably the topic. Of, I would, uh, yeah, of I the would season. agree. Yeah, I think I would tend to agree. Um, yeah, and it's really just you know making sure that when you are replacing your filter, um, you're replacing it with you know, really what what is ever was recommended for your system and what you have, um, and then also the amount of time that you are changing that filter. You know, if you have a standard one inch filter, you really should be replacing that filter every 30 days. Um, 30 to 60 days at the absolute max. Um, but don't feel bad if you don't because less than 1% of Americans actually do that. So. <laughs> this is a fact. <laughs> this is a fact, yeah. Um, now if you have like a 4-inch media filter um, and, and that's something that's, you know, cause, again, it's 4 inches wide, um, it's going to filter you know, probably 20, 25 times better than a standard 1-inch filter. You might be able to get away with you know, 6 months to a year on changing that depending you know, if you have pets, that kind of thing. Um, but really it's just, you know, if you are, do have a filter, making sure you're following kind of those recommendations along with um, you know, HVAC professionals' recommendations on, on how long you should let that filter go before you do change it. So. so one of the things that, that I find interesting is that, uh, so again, when energy costs are down, it's not quite as, uh, you know, people don't quite think about yeah. that savings quite as much. But if we start looking at those higher fuel costs um, yep. over the next few months, um, if we get back up into that 350 fuel or you know gas starts going up right um, keeping that filter that 10% reduction in energy cost because the filter is actually clogged up actually has a significant value to it yeah to the point where even if you're not sure that that filter needs to be cleaned, yep. if that filter's costing you ten dollars to replace every thirty days, you probably are going to save that easily uh, over the course of you know the month uh, yep. by just keeping it swapped out. So even if you're not sure, keeping it changed. Yeah. Uh, for the people that have the thicker medias, uh, kind of the same thing there. It doesn't seem to matter. I mean, if you have a one inch or or a three or four inch, even up to the six eight inch ones. Um, the, the, the frequency of changing it out is usually paid back in energy savings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then for the people that, you know, I think for the people that do have one-inch filters, uh, we do have something that's brand new. I mean, you might not even know about it yet. Ooh, this might be new to you, too. Let's see what I got. We actually have a, it's a brand new uh, filter subscription service oh, wow. um, that we offer to our customers. Um, like I said, it's literally brand new. Uh, even Vince didn't know about it. So. <laughs> if you have any questions about it or, or you'd like to, something that you'd consider signing up for, just give us a call. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really nice for the people, especially that have one-inch filters. Um, you can select, you know, hey, I want to drop a filter off every 30 days uh, it direct ships to you you have it every 30 days on your doorstep um, 
and then it reminds you, hey, I got this filter on my doorstep. Maybe I should just throw it in. That's probably the reason. So are you suggesting that, that you're saying that from here on out, I don't have to bring filters into the shop, that is house them here, what take saying. them out of the text. <laughs> and you know what happens between here and the house? Somehow they seem to get all smashed up. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Huh. For every two filters we buy. I'm one, excited to hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've been talking about this. I just, wow, it's great to hear that maybe that's yeah. coming, finally yeah. coming around. We'd rather just get them direct to you guys um, for you to, to put in your system uh, versus having to wait until we come out to put them in your system. So. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. So, Nate, I do have a, I did, I was just trying to find, you know, I, I like to find these little things here and there. And uh, oh, I came across this uh, uh, Did You Know fact. Um, I found this would be pretty interesting, but it really kind of follows right into our topic here. Okay. But um, did you know that when you're breathing, only one nostril works at a time? No. Absolutely. Apparently. I don't believe it. Yep. And here's the thing. So it says your nostrils work one at a time. When we breathe in and out our nose during the day, one nostril does most of the work at at a time. Uh, With the duty switching every several hours. Oh, wow. Yes, so one? they are sharing. Which one do you got working there right I'm now? I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's called the nasal cycle. And uh, so apparently our nervous system uh, that regulates wow. the heartbeat is also in charge of which nostril to use. It's a tough job. He's got a tough job. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he's doing well. But anyway, it's, I get, you know what? I, until I read this, I didn't realize. But usually if I have a stuffed nose and I'm blowing it out, yeah, it usually does seem like the one side's worse than the other, right? Yeah, that's me too, yeah. Huh. Must be true. So there you go. We found it on the internet, right? <laughs> we did. It must be it's true. It's got to be true. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. I thought that was a fun little fact to tie right in there. That was. Um, I think we got another little uh, fun fact here. Oh. Um, coming up. What about our... Uh, so we're having a little coffee promotion. Oh yes! So those people that are uh, are in our area here, um, one of our one of our uh, one of our customers is uh, Courtney from the Cafe Courtyard. Yeah. She does a lot of stuff with us, and we thought we would actually uh, kind of bless her business too by uh, offering to uh, pay for everybody's coffee for about an hour or so here yeah. in the in the coming days. Do we have a date set for that? I believe so. I believe it's going to be. Um not this Friday, but next Friday. Uh, that okay. would be March 12th, and it'll probably be between the hours of like 8 and 10. Um, so if you're on your way to work or maybe you're off, just stop in. That's exclusive information for our podcast listeners only. There you go. Nobody else knows that yet, <laughs> and I'm sure that we're probably going to get an earful when we leave here yeah. from our marketing team because we weren't supposed to let that slip yet. But we There you go. Exclusive uh, information. So if you want more exclusive information, <laughs> make sure you tune in. Wow, this is great. <laughs> So, uh, one of the other things we always wanted to try to hit here through our through the course of our podcast is some sort of a pointer yeah. of the day. Uh, I got to say, I was kind of struggling. There's so many. I just didn't know what to go with. And got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it. But one of the things that I mean, if, this this is just a little behind the eight ball, I guess. But I know that a few weeks ago, the one thing that when we were getting all that snow, yeah. uh, the one thing that seemed to be just a regular thing was. <laughs> Units under under drifts and you know yeah. and things like that. So I don't know. What's our pointer on that? Yeah. So our, our <laughs> pointer on that. Um, make sure you keep those units shoveled out. Um, so we every every time. If, if and this is also just kind of another tidbit of information. Um, if you're ever driving around or maybe you're looking out your window right now um, and you see that your units kind of pumped up on on little what we call feet, maybe. Um, we call them snow legs. Snow legs. People call them feet. 
forget all, all kinds of terms for them, but if you're ever wondering why it's up on those things, I mean, here you go, here's, here's why. So um, they make those and we use those certain size based off our location, uh, based off the regulations around the, around the state really, um, that if you get such a certain amount of snow, um, those are supposed to keep it up and out of it so that um, it can, what's called defrost, um, that basically that outdoor coil will get ice buildup on it uh, over the run cycle. Um, so then it needs a place to that to actually melt off. Uh, so when your system goes into what's called defrost, it has a place for that to melt. But if it's just melting on top of snow, it's never really melting, um, which actually causes your system to not operate. So uh, we put it up on, I believe they're about six inches. Um, we put them up on six inch snow legs um, and typical Pennsylvania snow uh, that keeps it out of and then you don't have to worry about it but for some you know reason we get these snows every so often um, and then it's all the way up on top of your unit so make sure that you keep them you know dug out make sure you keep you know the snow around them um, I like to always say you know hey if you can try to keep you know 18 inches 24 inches all the way around um, if we do get a, a snow in between there, it's less that you have to do, uh, but it just allows the system to breathe a lot easier um, and allows it to actually operate and defrost when it goes into a defrost. Absolutely. So, and that's one of the other things too. In, yeah. in defrost cycle, um, one, of the, one of the things that can happen is it can actually not be snowing, but it could be, you know, even 35 degrees outside. Yeah. But the coil of that outside unit is yeah. actually below freezing at that point. And if you get any kind of misting or fog or anything like that that's pulling through that freezing coil, yep. it starts building up per, pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that there, to, like you said, the, the drainage points on the bottom of that coil, making sure that, that yep. when it does go into that defrost cycle, and by the way, for those of you that aren't aware, that heat pumps, when they go into that defrost cycle, they are not on fire. They do look <laughs> like it, but they're not. It's just steam coming yeah, off, they, and that's normal. They produce a little bit of steam. How many calls like that do we get a year? <laughs> Quite a few, yeah. So that first person with their heat yeah. pump doesn't realize what's going on. They think it's on fire. So yeah, so but, that yeah, and that's kind of like a little bit of information on how a heat pump works. Really, very simple terms. I mean, even at low temperatures outside, the refrigerant that's in the system can extract a lot of heat. Um, and that's basically how your heat pump system works: is that it's extracting heat from even really low temperatures outside. And when it does that, the coil becomes below freezing, like Vince said. Um, and then any kind of any little bit of moisture in the air, as soon as it hits that coil it basically freezes on contact and that's why it ices up and that's why we need to, to defrost it wow sounds like we might have another topic on our hands here we could possibly talk about that heat pump a little yeah a little bit <laughs> <laughs> might need a whiteboard for that one yeah <laughs> uh, so anyway um well i tell you what so i i mean th that's pretty much uh, all i had for today i don't know do you have anything else uh yeah, the, uh, the people out there that are wondering, hey, I have a gas furnace or I have uh, I have a gas furnace and it vents out of the side walls or anything I have to do for that. Um, there is, same kind of thing. Make sure the, the PVC pipes that come out the side of your house um, for your furnace, just make sure you keep those clear. Um, again, same kind of thing. If, if the furnace turns on, um, it goes to vent the combustion gases out the side of your house. Um, it does need room to breathe. Uh, so both of those pipes, um, sometimes if the snow gets up to a certain point, again, we try to prevent that at installation um, and try to get them above regulations. But uh, if the snow is, you know, like it has been the past couple months here, um, the furnace won't be able to exhaust those gases. Uh, and then there's a kind of some uh, safeties in the furnace that'll say, hey, I can't vent, so we need to shut off to prevent any kind of, um, of those gases coming into your home. So um, there's your pointer of the day as well. Excellent. <laughs> you know, this will be the place where we need to have some sort of dramatic music or something yeah. that plays out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I tell you what. Uh, so there, you, there you go. This is a like I said. This is our this is our first time. Yeah, this and is so, our absolute first time. And uh, actually, it wasn't too bad. No, not too many. Hopefully, you didn't think it was too bad. <laughs> I guess yeah, it's up to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let but, us know. Uh, uh, we always look for feedback. So this is also the point in the show where we'd like to open up our mailbag or what we're going to call it. Um, and you know, if you have any questions, uh, you want us to cover a certain topic for you, reach out. Um, give us give us the the topic, and maybe we can even get to some live caller at some point. Ooh, time. wouldn't that'd that be, be cool? That'd be fun. Actually, that would be fun. <laughs> so yeah, so, the mailbag's kind of empty today. Yeah, let's fill that up. It's very empty. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, seriously, uh, if you have any questions, uh, anything yeah. that you want us to talk about, uh, feel free to just email us. Uh, you can email me or Nate. Yep. Uh, our emails are pretty simple. Mine is Vince at vertex-mechanical.com. Nate is, oh, you have to do Nathan. Sorry. Yeah, I'm formal. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan at, yeah. at vertex-mechanical.com. <laughs> So uh, anyway, but yeah, feel free to email us anything. We actually look forward to it. Yep. And like I said, hey, try to stump us. I mean, give us some questions that are hard, yeah. uh, something that you're dealing with. One of the things we take a lot of pride in yep. is we enjoy getting into things nobody else can figure out. So see what you can come up with. Uh, we're looking forward to that. So yep. uh, next week, I think some of the things I'd like to talk about, I'd like to continue keeping an eye on the energy aspect. Yep. Uh, see if those numbers keep going up. Seems like every time we go to the pump, it's up another quarter. So you yeah. can't keep doing that, right? <laughs> but, hopefully. I mean, so, hopefully it's got to find a wall so hopefully, hopefully we're going to find that level <laughs> off somewhere. And uh, But uh, yeah. I think that... Um, I think that that's going to be something we'll continue to, to sure. just chat about. Uh, some of the other things, too, I think uh, it would be great. Uh, if anybody has any ideas on, on any uh, anybody, of any uh, guest speakers, we do we do uh, intend to bring people in here, like from yep. Apoware, uh, Ecobee, some of our manufacturers that we use here, so we can directly talk to, uh, to talk to them about their products. But uh, for now, I think that's about it. So, yeah, hey, we appreciate your time. Appreciate you for turning in. Um, yeah, and look for us again next week. Yes, next week. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks All a lot. Right. We'll see you later. See you later.